Welcome to episode 94 of Auto Off Topic. I am your host, Brad. What's up, Brad? I'm uh, your other host, Andrew. Not much, Andrew. How are you? I'm good. Welcome to Wednesday. It is Wednesday. It's Thursday, if you're listening to this. That's right. Today it comes out. That's right. If you're listening to it on a different day, I can't predict what day that is. Mm-hmm. Normal weekly edition. Yes. On Thursdays. Uh, man. I got a little bit of feedback on the audio, so I've made one adjustment. Feedback as in people telling you, or feedback as in feedback in the microphones? Feedback through the microphone. No. <laughs> people telling us. So, okay, good. Uh, I think I adjusted the volume. I guess a couple of people said it sounded a little quiet. Okay. So I'll make one change this week, and if it sounds worse or better, let us know, and I'll either adjust accordingly. Okay, excellent. So we'll keep working on that. Yeah, trying to make it trying to make it a perfect volume level for everybody's listening ears. experience. Yes. Like you are listening to an NPR radio station. Correct. Um, we don't have any uh, no corrections as usual. Right, because we're always obviously on point and perfect. That's right. Yeah. Did you find out any more information about Craigslist scams, or you just you forget about it? I forgot about it completely. One hundred percent forgot about it. All right. Got scammed three times because of it, though. <laughs> A lot of people reacted to it, though. They yeah, definitely no, have heard that. Definitely, uh, people have all experienced it. Obviously, I think anybody who sells anything on oh, Craigslist yeah. or buys anything on Craigslist is pretty aware of what's going on as far as the scams go. So most certainly. So, we've got project car updates. We do, a couple of them. Well, I've got one update, one down date, and one not sure. But the one, the not sure one, I can actually confirm. Okay. So, you are sure? Yes. All right, good. So, I replaced the idle air control motor on the Galant. Okay, because it was hunting sometimes? Yeah, it's or been hanging. hunting for like 30 years. Well, maybe not 30 years, but it's been hunting for at least like 10 years. It's probably been bad. Okay. And I just never thought to replace it. And then in the, got around to it. Yeah, in the process of doing all this tuning to it, I was like, ah, I should probably replace that because it's worn out. Uh, and uh, so I swapped it out, and I still need to set the – I got to go in and reset the throttle position switch to zero. Okay. In I'm, the computer or reset it manually? You set it in the computer in ECM link because mm-hmm. it's probably – I did have it set to zero, but if you saw the video on my Instagram, like the original one had a ton of play to it. Okay. So it was probably worn out at the idle portion. Because and I know the way to set the throttle position sensor is a little more complicated than that. Well, that's the nice thing about ECM Link is that you literally... It doesn't matter where it is on the throttle body physically. Okay. You can tell it to zero. Then you... Well, I don't know. You don't tell it to zero. But you with the car off, you push the throttle pedal all the way down. And then... Well, I shouldn't say. With the car not running, ignition on, <laughs> you push the throttle pedal to the floor and then let it off, and then you can set it. It will know that with the car not running, that should be zero. Okay. So it no longer matters where it's really adjusted. So you don't have to do that, like, pin-out thing with the You still have to do that meter. to set the... Well, no. You've got to jump the test connector to set the base idle set screws still. Okay. So I'll have to readjust that too because there's so much play in that servo motor. Like I pulled it off and I could actually turn it like a little tiny like an eighth of a turn mm-hmm. either way. So there's probably a lot of play at idle. Like they, it would just imagine like most cars spend most of the time at idle or cruise. Yep. 
and it just wears out in those spots. Okay, that makes sense. So, yeah, that needs to be replaced, which is cool. So um, it runs better now that it's not hunting anymore. Oh, no, no, not yet. I, I pulled it back. In the, it was also cold, Okay. and I pulled it back in the garage. It was idling super high. Okay. So you I just, no, I haven't done this at all. Yet. I literally right. pulled it out, swapped it, washed the car, and then put it back in the garage. Priorities. And then Yeah, exactly. The wheels were dirty and gross, so there's that update. I washed it. The car is washed. Excellent. Um, the down date we have is the Raider, I guess. I don't think it's a down date. Uh, it was working on stasis. I guess it's the yeah, same. It stayed about it the same. It hasn't changed. Stayed about the same. So we had looked at it a while back and decided we were going to look at the front brakes because they were stuck. And while looking at it, we noticed the brake hoses were a little uh, dry rotted. So we said, if we're going to do work on the brakes, we should probably replace the brake hoses as well. So I ordered brake hoses for it. Yep. Now, it had been weeks in between when we looked at it and when I ordered the brake hoses. So when I received the brake hoses, everything seemed fine to me. And then we got to the garage, pulled the wheel off, and noticed that the brake hose was significantly shorter than the one in the vehicle. It turns out it's a two-piece one. It's a two-piece one. There was an upper part and a lower part, and all I had was the lower part. So we had to... Uh, no big deal, because the brakes were so seized, we couldn't free them up. Yeah, so we tried to free the brake calipers up any while, anyway while we had the vehicle in the garage, and it turned out that they were just They're junk. junk. Yeah. yeah, I've seen, like I, said, I think I said to you, I've seen, I've seen less rust on you know shipwrecks under the ocean. Yeah. They were pretty gross looking. So it's a, it's an interesting setup because it has one bolt slide pin, and the one slide pin is actually a pin that holds the caliper to the bracket, mm-hmm. and you really can't separate them yeah. easily. So I bought new calipers, which came with brackets with that pin already attached. Yes. So they were whopping $25 a piece from Rock Auto. So Brand new. Brand spanking new, well, remanufactured or whatever. Yeah. But So those should be here on Friday, as well as the proper... The second half of the brake hose for each side, so we can put that thing together, you know, hopefully late this weekend, early next week. So by next week's episode, we should be able to have an update that says the Raider is being driven around like a normal car again. Sure. So that would be nice. That sounds good. Yeah, that would be really nice, because I'd like to start start getting that to the level where I can daily drive it again, because I do miss driving it. It is a a fun vehicle to drive, despite Mm -hmm. being weird and dumb and slow. I do enjoy it. So, yeah, it's almost done. Runs good. In fact, when I started it, it started right up, and it didn't smoke anything of the tailpipe. Yep. So that's impressive in itself. So whatever was left over in the exhaust that you need to burn off is now burnt off, and the thing runs nice and smooth. So what are you going on over there, Andrew? I don't know. Suddenly I have a hiss in my headphones. Oh, it's probably the washing machine that's going. No. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Back to Project Car Updates. Yes. <laughs> um, I didn't work on anything else. That was it for me. Yeah. So my dad borrowed a smoke machine, and we're going to smoke test the Subaru. Excellent. Um, I promise zero vape jokes during okay. this whole entire do you want, Subaru. Do you need to get them out right now? I'm, just, I'm not going to say them. Okay. No jokes about your Subaru vaping with the okay. smoke test. Uh, pulled a bunch of different lines out the canister, uh, and then the one that went to the fuel tank... We put it in it, and uh, there was smoke coming from, like, the frame rail. 
portion of the unibody, like in front of the fuel tank, like pouring out of the body of the car. So it was finding the path of least resistance and coming out Super somewhere. weird. Yeah. yeah, but I can't figure out where it is because I can't get to that part of the body from either above or below. So a simple answer is to cut a giant hole in the floor. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. So it, like, sort of dropped the pressure. Like, it had, uh, well, it sort of showed that it's sealed. Like, there's this little, like, ball level that shows up. On the machine itself. On the machine. Yep. And uh, it sort of, like, showed a seal, but not quite. It was, like, bouncing close to zero. Mm-hmm. Zero would have been perfect. Okay. Uh, and then it, um, I was like, well, I, and then it stopped smoking all of a sudden. Like, it was, we were sending smoke out, and it was just not smoking. So I don't know what was going on with it. There was a clog somewhere that you cleared up with pressure? Yeah. So the way the Subaru works, a bunch of fuel lines and stuff run through the frame rails of the car, do they not? Yeah, they're not under the car. They're in the car, in between the floor and the, yeah. the, so in, they, in the frame rails So the that they don't rot away. Correct. The rest of the car does, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, so if you're getting some kind of smoke out the frame rail, it would make sense, because no matter where the hole is... It was finding its way down the the hose itself and coming out of the frame rail. Yep. And then uh, it was like we put it into, like I put it into the tank. I think you should ignore the hiss you're hearing because it's, it's taking over your talking here. You're not paying attention. Well, it's really <laughs> bugging me, and I'm annoyed if it, it can be heard. You want to so, pause and, and figure it out? Well, and back let to me finish here? this story. All right. So it... Basically, it didn't work. Right. I filled the car with gas and then drove it to work. Yep. And once it got to the certain point where it usually comes on, it came on. Okay. Uh, and then, uh, so I think I'm at the point where I'm just going to get some open source tuning software and just turn off the EVAP code. Oh, you can do that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why don't we do that already? Because I didn't want to get right. I didn't want to yeah. get into modifying and tuning more cars. I was like, I'm already working on the Glide. I don't want to get into doing it for okay. the daily driver. I thought it would be... Because normally you can just put a smoke machine on something, and usually it's pretty obvious where smoke pours out. Right. It's a literal smoking gun, mm-hmm. and there's nothing. It's super annoying. So So the car is still broken, which sucks. Yeah. Did we determine it's not on top of the tank? Nothing's coming from on top of the tank. Okay. I need to actually go in and find the little panels to pull that are behind the back just seat, to I guess. things. Yeah. Because, again, if it's coming out the frame rail, it's just coming from somewhere and following a path. So who knows where it's coming from. Yep. So, All right. So we're going to pause for a second. And we're back. Slight commercial break, but no commercials. No. No commercials. Right. Yet. Although, if you would like to, we'll take your commercial. Yes. (laughs) We don't have one yet, but we're willing. We're open and willing to insert commercials between every segment. So that's all I had for Project Guard Updates. Yeah, we didn't do a ton this weekend because we spent Saturday doing not car things. Nope. And then Sunday, we did unsuccessful car things. So there weren't that many project car updates, unfortunately. So, more to come. Yeah. More to come. Like I said, hopefully by next week, the raid will be on the road, and you guys can all stop having to ask me when it's going to be finished, because it'll be finished. So what did we do on Sunday? Uh, That's what we did on Sunday. Yeah, but what did we do for events? Did we do an event on Sunday? Southern New Hampshire Cars and Coffee. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, it's kind of an important one. Yeah, Cars and Coffee, Sunday. Last Sunday, we said we were going, and we went. It was a good time. Weather held off. It was supposed to rain, but it didn't until, like, 4 o'clock that afternoon, which is good. So, good turnout. A couple hundred cars. 150, it, maybe. It was kind of a gray morning. 
which was nice because it wasn't as hot. As soon as the sun came out, it like jumped. Yeah. It got way hot. Yeah, it was actually a little, so. it was actually a little bit chilly when we got there. Yeah. And then it warmed up as the day went along. So good turnout. Lots of vintage stuff, which is cool. A ton of vintage stuff. Good sp- surprise from the norm. I guess as the weather gets better and better, the more and more cars come out and get right. Dragged out of storage from the wintertime hiding places, so it's. I mean, it's June. It's June now, so it should be time to have everything out of the garage. But yeah, life gets in the way sometimes, so I understand. But what was there for vintage cars that was anything interesting other than our friends Dotson pickup and our cars? There's a bunch of American stuff. The Cadillac was really cool. Another green car with Paisley interior. Yeah, that we obsessed about the Oldsmobile last yep. week. Uh, what else was there for old American cars? Hmm. I don't know. They're a bunch, but I see them so often that I kind of forget, unfortunately. There's there's a a really cool, I think it's been there before, R32 Skyline. Yeah, the gray one. The gray one. As the majority of them are. With, like, work emotions on it or something. I don't think they're called that, but they're called work somethings. They don't have the polished lips, so maybe they're not emotions. Maybe that's a different, but they're work. They look like a work emotion with the polished lips center Is emotion the name we're going for here? I think it's called work something else. I thought the works with the polished lip were work emotions. Mm, I don't think so. I think there's another name for them. They're five spoke work workmeister. Uh, maybe. Yeah, that's what it is. It's a five spoke thick, thick spoke, um, curved spoke goes back down to the lip. Um, I don't think emotion is the name. Oh, okay. Work emotion is like a multi spoke wheel. Yeah, workmeister is work the five spoke. I'm pretty sure you can look it up. I don't have a computer in front of me this week. I'm uh, flying by the seat of my pants because I forgot my computer at my house and my phone is dead. Which in 2018 is really no excuse to have a dead phone. But oh, okay, so you can have a workmeister with and without a polished lip. Okay, that's what they are as workmeisters, right? Yep. S okay. uh, Meister S3 three piece. Okay. Yep. Really expensive, really nice looking wheels. Well, they're nice looking because they were the correct size for the car. Oh, yeah, it didn't have, like, they were big like, stretched they were rubber. They like 15 or 16s. They were probably 16s or 17s. But really? Yeah. Oh, 100%. They were not 15s. That car comes factory with 16s, so they prob- they were probably 17s in that car. Interesting, because they don't list them in that size. In 17? No. But they do have only? a picture of a... Yeah, maybe they are that big. I feel like you can get them in 17s. I don't know. There's, there's different... They fit the car really well. Yeah, there's different levels of... I don't know. There's different work Meisters. There's like a work Meister S something and a CR or something, and I think it depends on what the letters after it are. It's the listing Meister, only 18s or 19s. I know they come smaller than that. Available sizing, 18 and 19. What wheel is that? The work? Work Meister. But then is there letters after it? S1. So try CR. Work Meister CR, I think, is another size. I'm going totally from memory here, and I could be giving out completely false information. Well, let's uh, test you out here. Yeah. I think there's another... So Meister is like a a range of wheel? I think so. Uh, So there's a... The one with the little bolts around it is the S1 three-piece. Yeah, do CR something. Uh, There's a CR01. CR01, that's the one. R. But I feel like these had uh, more of the curve, like a Meister uh, S1... And there's an S1 without bolts. Show me the picture of the CR. Because I think the CR is usually what you see on vintage cars, because they have a deep, deeper... So the S1 offset. 
but I could be S1, wrong S1, you're talking about vintage cars, because it's a, it's a 15 by 5.5 to a 15 by 10 okay. available offset in size. They weren't 15s in that car, for sure. They were definitely bigger than that. Okay. Because the car comes factory with 16s. These, I so, feel like... an R32 like Skyline it. we're talking about here, so... I feel like they were at least 17 or 18 on the car, but whatever. So these sizes are available in 14s, the CRO1R. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know there were vintage sizes on those ones. Interesting. So it's kind of like the Watanabes. When you buy the Watanabes, there's A-types, B-types, F-types, and R-types. And it's all different sizes available in each one, and they're for different style cars. Like the F-type is for a front-wheel drive offset. The R-type is the real I deep. I think these were 18s. Magnesium ones. They could have been 18s. And in the, the car. car just the car just wears sat, them well. It sat right. Yeah. That's an R32 in the picture with probably 18s on it, and yep. it just that car apparently can just wear. Apparently, the wheel wells are big enough to carry 18s, whereas yeah. you don't think of many 90s cars as being able to pull off a set of 18s properly. No, I think it definitely had 18s on. That's pretty cool. Yep. Sweet wheel history from the back of Brad's brain. <laughs> yeah, well, that's pretty good. I don't know why I know any of this stuff, but man, I'm probably still wrong about some of it. I wish I could. I wish I could put works on my car. Oh, they're so expensive. There's a couple of Galants out there with them on it. Yeah, there's that white one, and I think it's in Arizona. That's got a set of them, and then our other local friend Brad, um, other Brad with the Galant VR4, he doesn't have those, but he has OZ Pegasus. I think they call it Pegasus, which is a very similar three-piece design, and it looks really good. So. All right, so like some of their range, they have Equip. Work Equip is like the four-spoke. The work Equip. Well, that's spoke. a range. Right. So there's a four-spoke, there's a mesh, and there's a solid dish in the Equip. The solid dish is the Work Equip 01. Well, that's not what's available now. They, It's funny, it's crazy. They have a bunch of different lines. So they have Work Equip, Work S, mm-hmm. Work VS, Work Emmets, Work Zeist. Work Crosis. Uh, I feel like your pronunciations are wrong now. <laughs> C-R-O-S-I-S. Uh, work Durandal. Those are like big chrome ones, right? Yeah. yeah. Work uh, Landvik. Work Schwerk. So they really well... <laughs> did you say Work Schwerk? <laughs> work Schwerk? Schwert. That's a really terrible looking wheel, actually. That looks like a Pep Boys wheel. Uh, but anyway, Brazil Tato. So they're more they're most well known for the CR range and emotions. Work emotions, and Meisters. the Meisters, the emotions, and the Equips. Although I like the MCOs, those are their three most known brands or, or lines of wheels, because the Equips are what you see in all the old cars. Oh, oh, and then well, so they have a black Equip logo and a yellow Equip logo. The yellow is the vintage. Okay. Anyway. They make a lot of wheels. Seeker. That's kind of cool. They make a lot of wheels at prices. Then there's that, one that's just Craig. At prices. Craig. I'm oh, sorry, Craig. All right. Good Cars. Oh, look at Good Cars is like a fake like a fake American racing. That's kind of bizarre. <laughs> anyway, they make good wheels. They're expensive. I've never been able to afford a set, so I've never bought a set. So I like them. I just They cost more than most of the, my cars that I would put them on, so I can't justify them. Maybe someday. Yeah, you know how many uh, $800 cars you can buy for a set for of... For one set of work equips? Yeah. At least two? Three. Three? It's like $2,400 probably for a 15-inch yeah. brand new set of equips, if, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so... But any quality wheel is expensive like that. Like the Watanabe's are huge money, too. Those are $500 a piece at least. So that's a dream wheel for a lot of people. 
Mm -hmm. Even though there's a lot of knockoffs out there, you want to buy the, you know, original ones, then you're going to pay money for them. Yeah. Sure. That's a whole other debate for a whole other day. But I feel like there's a place in the world for cheap wheels. Then there's a place in the world for expensive wheels. There certainly is. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I would love a set of TE37s. Right. But I'm probably going to end up with a set of RPF1s. Right. Because they're like half the price. And you've run Roto-Grids in the past, which are a knockoff of a TE37. Yeah. And they're fine. I have Roto-Grids on my Sapporo, and they've been fine. And I'm not going to... They don't look good. Fine. They don't look... They don't... They look good, but they don't look ideal. They don't, they don't work with the car. It could be better. If I'm being honest. It could be better. No, I, I understand. The only reason that car had those wheels on it was because it came with those wheels on it, and they had perfectly good tires on them, and I didn't want to spend the money to change the tires if I didn't need to. And yeah. I didn't need to, so I didn't. However, now, five years later, six years later, those tires are worn out, and it's time to put new tires on the car, yeah. so I will change the wheels. And I'll put my autonomies on there. <laughs> no, I wouldn't... Um, yeah, I mean... The a lot of Enkis are made in Thailand, so mm-hmm. they're in like in or around the same factory area as. Oh, Rota um, is an OEM Rota's. wheel manufacturer now. Yeah, so if OEMs trust them, I trust them. It's all care. the same. It's all it's, the same. Yeah. It's all in the process that the wheel is made, and if they have the same safety standards as one another, they're the same. I get the intellectual property. It's like the argument. ISO 9000, whatever it is. Right. I get the intellectual property argument that they're just copying other brands' signs, but they're not marketing them as the other brand. They're not. There's enough differences in them to make them legal, I guess. And most kids out there building their first car in high school aren't going to spend $3,000 on a set of wheels. No, they just can't. Right. They're going to spend $400 on a set of Rotas on eBay. And I think in that case, that's totally fine. Because. There's a, like I said, there's a place. Well, like, it's kind of like the wheels on my Subaru are kind of weird, where they're Sparco wheels. Right. Because you don't think of Sparco as a wheel manufacturer. No, and they're probably made by Rota or somebody. No, they're made by OZ. Oh, okay. So it's like, yeah, that's why, like... It's a legit brand. <laughs> yeah, it's just weird that, like, why not just call them OZ Terras? Because it's another branding opportunity, and Sparco probably approached them. Yeah, I guess. And said, hey, can you make us a wheel? And obviously you'll get a cut of, you know, kind of like I drive a Dodge Colt, but it's really a Mitsubishi Lancer. You know, Dodge and Mitsubishi got together to make something together. So I'm sure OZ and Sparco are a clever branding opportunity. And OZ probably is like, well, we have a wheel that's close to this already, so we're not going to brand it as an OZ, but we'll brand it as a Sparco. And then maybe somebody who's buying a set of Sparco seats will be like, oh, I should do a Sparco theme and I'll buy these wheels now. So who knows? Oh, don't say that. Now it looks like I'm doing a theme in my car. Well, you bought the car as it sits, so you weren't. Keith was. Yeah. <laughs> it's Sparco seats, Sparco wheels. Well, no, I it's mean, blue. Sparco stuff is, it's like a, same thing, it's like a, it's like a budget-minded version of. Uh, I don't know if Sparco's very budget. I think it's a lot more budget than other brands. What find other brands? An, find another reclining, you know, sports seat. Corbo. quality, like a Sparco. The quality of a Sparco for the price of a Sparco. Uh, a Recaro is going to be twice the price of the Sparco. Probably a Corbeau. Maybe that's similar. But I don't know. Whatever. I just think there's a place in the market for everything. If somebody's going to buy it, there's a place in the market for it, and I don't care. I don't make fun of somebody for wearing off-brand sneakers, you know? I don't shop at high-end clothing stores. I don't do shop at high-end car parts. Oh, no, it shows. 
Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Most of the time we're wearing the same sneakers because we both wear Chucks. So. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm a Saucony guy, but, you know. Whatever, I don't care. That's how I roll. Yeah, well, I roll on cheap wheels and cheap shoes, so I'm fine with it. Yeah, all right. If I'm buying a brand new set of wheels, I'm buying cheap ones. Yeah. All of my name brand stuff, wheels that I have, I've bought used. Like, oh, I have a set enough. of Watanabe's, I have a set of Eggies, I have a set of... What else do I have? Oh, I have HREs. I wouldn't buy brand new HREs. Right, there you go. Because so, they wouldn't, they also don't make them in 16 anymore. Nope. Yeah, so I have a set of Enkis, Watanabes, uh, Sentras, um, Fortrans, and those are all name brand wheels. But I braids. bought all of them used, and a set of braids. Yeah. But you bought new, actually. Yeah. You could argue that the HREs. I have, actually, even though it's a name brand wheel or a knockoff of a BBS wheel. There's only so many ways you can style a wheel and still have it sell. Yeah. I mean, what is the... Who had the first mesh wheel? Right. I don't know. Could have been Western, for all you know. Who knows what it was? Maybe this is an episode we can look into, like a whole discussion about where the designs of wheels came from. Yeah, like like a basket weave mesh wheel that you see on everything that's typically BBS... BBS but style, it's called. Were they much, yeah. the originators of it? Maybe they were. Maybe that's why it's called a BBS. Maybe one. they did. Maybe they did. Um, Maybe they did. Or the other, the other super common design is the eight spoke. Whether it be a Panasport or an ultralight or a superlight. Um, sorry, Panasport superlight, ultralight, or is it Enki Comp Eight, or it's a Watanabe, a Watanabe, yeah, Watanabe, whatever you want to call it. Um, or it's a... Watanabe's. What was the other common one? There's, it's a bunch of them. Could have been... Who knows? Uh, oh, it's like a British one. With yep. the flags. Mm-hmm. Revolution. Yeah. So, and then the four-spoke. Who made the four-spoke? Was it Revolution? Was it Angie? Like, there's just... There's just so many... There's only so many designs American you can Racing? do. Libres? Right, the Libres. Were the Libres first? Probably not. Um, but there's only so many designs you can do before you get into a more niche design, I guess. Like, not everybody's going to want the Renault teddy bear. So you can't... Not every brand's going to make a Renault teddy bear. You know, it's a... Maybe I wanted the OZ bunny rabbit. But they don't make that. Because Renault's got the market cornered with weird wheels because they have the... <laughs> teddy bears. They have the teddy bears. Daisies. They have the koala bear. They have they, a koala? They have a koala bear. That's a one... That really is a thing. It's a real wheel. They have the daisies. Yeah. And they have the Michelin man. Wait. Yes. Oh man, bonus points if you think of the Michelin man's name. Should I say it or do you want to have some listeners? What's the what's the Michelin it's man's like name? Bibu? Bibu? Bipu? Bibu. B I B U? He's got a funny name like that. B I B U? Bibu? No, uh uh Bibendum. Bibendum, there you go. That was longer than that. Yeah. Bibendum. Yeah. Anyway, so there's a, a Renal wheel with Bibendum. So type Renal Bibendum, and you'll see the wheel. It'll come right up. Just put Renal before his name in your Google search, and you'll see a picture of it. And you type Renal Koala Bear, and it'll come up. So I had a set of the Renal Teddy Bears, remember? A yeah. A friend of ours had them, and then they were given to me. And Wait, then, you did? Yeah, and then they were stolen out of the back of the old Pontiac. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Somebody stole Renal Teddy Bears. Oh, the old Pontiac. Yeah, the Grand Am. Oh. The silver Grand Am. Weird. Yeah. 
So I'm sure some drug addict stole them and sold them for melting down for aluminum. Huh. But unfortunately, they're gone. So what were you gonna put them on? Who knows? But they were just cool to have. Like, I don't know what you're gonna put those Sentras on. Nothing I own now. When I bought, so I bought the Sentra Sevens, which again, now you're talking a a wheel that is a very niche wheel. It's like a triangle design. It's a super niche wheel. It's ugly as it's thin. It's like Venetian blind wheels. But it's so ugly that it's cool at this point. I was going to put them on the Mirage when I bought them. That was the point of buying them. Okay. And right after the I bought them, that They're winter. They're 280s for the Mirage. But that was fine because it's the Mirage. didn't matter. There's no design aesthetic the Mirage had. It was just ridiculous. So they're going to go on the Mirage, but unfortunately, the Mirage met its demise like a month after I bought the wheels. Yeah. So that never happened. So I got a good deal on them. I don't want to get rid of them. They're 4 by 100 They'll fit something I own someday, whether it be a Mark II Golf or an E30 or an E21 like they came off of. There'll be something, or Miata. There'll be something that they'll fit that I'll have. It's 4 by 100 and not hmm. of them. All right. Someday I may have another Mirage. And you're right, they're 280s for the Mirage, but I think they'll look cool anyway. Yeah. So, they're ugly. I hate them, but I love them. I feel like you have a Radwood wheel without a car to put it on. Yeah. I have plenty of Radwood cars, but their bolt patterns are all 4x114.3, so I have to run adapters to run them. Actually, if we finished up, yes, they would actually, I would run adapters to put them on something for the car shows. On a Starion. Yes. 100%. Because they're good fitment too, like fifteen by seven and a half, so it would work. Do it, do it. Yeah. Anyway, regardless, if you don't know what Centra Sevens are, look it up. Centra, C E N T R A. Well, you, if you want to see them, yeah, go to our YouTube channel. Oh yeah, and look up That's the right. video of starting the. Forget uh, I told NSU. you how to Google it. Get us clicks on our video instead, because yeah. they're in the front luggage compartment of the NSU. They're two in the front of the NSU. Yeah, two of them are there. Because they're funky wheels. Oh, that was awful. End podcast. Now send we didn't, all hate we mail. Didn't, we didn't make it to a hundred. Send all hate mail to. Uh, but yeah, so I have a few sets of wheels lying around, and those those are one of them. All right, I just need to have cars run so that I can use I just, these wheels. I just have a set of the OZ rallies. That's it. Right. You're not a hoarder like I am, apparently. No. no. I don't have a bunch of extra wheels. Well, I don't have a bunch of extra wheels because I have cars to put them all on. I, have I don't have cars that wheel. run. I have two sets of stock Subaru <laughs> wheels for our two Subarus, but that's about it. I have a bunch of stock steel wheels from other cars that those wheels are on now, and I have a set of stock Audi 4000 wheels still. Weren't so, those Renaults? They were Renaults, factory Renaults, yep. Like a, like a Dean's Boke. Like a deep offset, aren't they? No, I, I sold those with the car. Oh. I had the rare deep offset ones, but they weren't the car. So. Oh. They were rare because they were the same as the Audi Quattro Coupe. Had the deep dish Renals, but those were in a five lug, and I had the ones that were made for the four thousand that were in a four lug. So, all right, whatever. This has been Wheel Talk with Andrew and Brad. Hey, whatever. You want off topic? We're gonna go off topic. Tonight's off topic was wheels. Started somewhere else, ended on wheels. Actually, uh, uh, note, note. That's uh, that's um, copyright. That Wheel Talk uh, with Andrew Wheel and talk. Brad. <laughs> wheel Talk. <laughs> that's our offshoot podcast. If you can't get enough of our one, what now? Oh, yeah, you can't get enough of one car podcast. We're gonna do a second car podcast called uh, Wheel Talk. We're not actually, but every now and then <laughs> no. we'll talk about our favorite wheels. Yeah, which would be wheels that I already own myself. So yeah, I did have a second set of 1992s as well, but I sold those with the RX-7. Oh yeah, and 13 by sixes. So 
anyway. Oh, that's right. The Starion came with Anki 92s. Starion came with the original original Anki 92s. That my father had sold to the guy in 1986. And what? Because my father owned a tire and wheel shop at his body shop. What the heck were the Ankies that were on your talon? What are those called? Oh, I have a set of those too. I forgot about those. Those are in the shed at my parents' house. Yeah. Uh, Anki RSEs. They are the single piece version of the RS Evolution. Yeah. So it looks like a multi-piece RS Evolution, but it's an RSE, so it was a budget-minded version of that design. So I bought those when I was 19 years old, which is why I bought the budget version. Mm-hmm. Um, they were still very expensive for a 19-year-old to buy at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and both the tire store guy and my father were encouraging me to buy American racing wheels that were six spokes mm. because they were cheaper. Mm. They were also heinously ugly, and neither of them could see that. Like I wasn't just buying wheels to buy wheels. I was buying the wheels I wanted for the car. And the wheels they wanted me to buy were the same wheels that all the used car dealers used to put on their cars that needed wheels. Yeah. They were like a six-spoke polished face with black inserts yeah. in the spokes, like a modern. They are gross, and they would have looked really cheesy and terrible in the car. I, I knew what I wanted, and I was paying the money for it. I think I paid $2,000 for those wheels when I bought them. Whoa, that was a lot. Yeah. Even then. Yeah. I think it was with tires, though, so. Yeah. But still. But was 19, you was were a lot of money. Yeah, and you also like the internet wasn't really a thing. Like, no, I look at them in, on the tire rack ad in the back of Road and Track, which used to be like a two page, a four page ad was two pages of wheels and then two pages of tires. Yeah. So I picked out the wheels there, and then picked out the tires there, and then went to the local tire store and showed them the specs that I wanted, and had them order the tires and wheels. Yeah. So it was more difficult then. Yeah, you probably would have saved money, but you didn't have a card. Credit card. To no, they, they batched the price of the tire. Oh, rack. they did. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah, less competition then. Yep. Yeah, because remember I went. It was the NTB. I went on Run 14 in Danvers, um, and I went there because they were the only Anki dealer in the area. And even there, they were trying to sell me on cheaper wheels. Yeah. Like you don't need these. I'm like, no, I do need these. Oh, you don't need it's these. This six spoke design is much cheaper. These are only you know thirty nine ninety five a piece. I was like, yeah, but I don't want those. Yeah. <laughs> I want the RSEs. I had been looking at the RSE in Tire Rack Magazine, oh, sorry, in Car and Driver Magazine and the Tire Rack ad since I was like in middle school. And I wanted that design wheel. And when I was growing up through high school, I thought my first car was going to be, that I was going to put them on was going to be like a, a Rabbit GTI. Yeah. But obviously it wasn't. It was the Talon. And they worked perfectly, perfectly on the Talon. So I'll have to repost that picture at some point on the Facebook page of my old Talon. Well, the Instagram page. I almost bought Anki RPM twos. I don't remember what those are. Um, they're mesh. They're like a. They're like a. Um, a BBS, like a very nineties mesh. Okay. Yep. I, I literally actually those. i I did buy them and I had them returned. Right. Because I ended up getting the Rota Sub Zeros. Rota Sub Zeros instead. Those came, those showed up first. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of wish I went with the RPMs instead. Eh, whatever. At the time, the Rota Sub Zero was the. I think the RPMs aged better. Yeah. Because the Rota Sub Zeros were a knockoff of the CP. Racing Heart. Racing Heart CPO ones. Yeah. I think it was CPO one. It was like a split five spoke, painted spoke with a polished lip. Mm hmm. Yeah. I think it was a CPO one. Yep. Yeah, that's it. I wish I could forget this stuff. It's too much room in my brain taking out a wheel I mean, they look, from the 90s. They look good in, uh, <laughs> they're pretty good looking. I don't know, they look kind of weird with a polished lip now. I think the one thing that I disliked about the wheels on your Talon is you went with 17s, and I think Talons look better on 16s. 
Yeah, I mean, for performance, a 17 on that car is a lot better. Plus, it's a narrow 17. It's a 17 by 7.5. Yeah, it's tall, skinny. Which is too narrow. So uh, a, a wheel I'm going to go with uh, with a performance tire is going to be a 17 by 8. Right. Um, and then But I think for looks-wise, looks the car looks better with sidewall, so it looks better with a 16. Yes. Which for, is why I went with the 16s. For car shows, I have 16 by 8s. But it was the early 2000s, so you wanted to have 17s. Maybe you did, but I didn't because I bought 16s. Yeah. So I've been fat sidewall guy for life. Yeah, I'm a fat sidewall hipster. Mm. Sure. Whatever. Whatever. It came from growing up with muscle cars. <laughs> no, I mean, it's it's definitely a better, I mean, you get better ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks better. That's period correct. If you have a newer car, you want less sidewall because it fits the car yes, better. I but. want more sidewall. I mean, design-wise or style-wise. I have 16s on the Subaru. Looks way better. Yeah, I agree. Although you can you can push 17s on a GD car. Because they came factory with 17s. And they look pretty good. You can get a good sidewall on in there. Yeah, well, they came factory with 17s, so it's okay. No, they didn't. On the on the SDI? Yeah. So, so. yeah, they did. <laughs> Same body. Mm. So, but anyway. Anything else going on this week, Andrew? I don't have anything else going on. No, it's kind of a slow week for a midsummer week, but... I mean, slow week, we still did Cars and Coffee and worked on three cars, so I guess it's not that slow of a week. We'd have killed for that kind of a week in December. <laughs> yeah, what have you been working on for scale stuff? You want to talk about that? Oh, that's true. I did pick up something. Um, a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, bought a very expensive RC rock crawler, or trail truck, I guess they're calling them. Um, it's a Traxxas TRX4 Pro with a Bronco body on it. It's really neat looking, um, very scale looking off-road truck, radio controlled truck. And I've kind of been like in the background looking in as the hobby has changed a lot lately with the RC trucks, but I didn't want to spend, you know, the six or $700 that the entry fee to get the TRX4 Pro is. So I went with a little more budget of an RC truck and I did buy one. Yeah. What is it? So it's a company that is sold through Horizon Hobby. Um, and it's called, I think it's a Horizon Hobby brand, actually, but the truck is called the Barrage. Yeah. Um, it's a slightly smaller, so they call it a one-twelfth scale instead of a one-tenth scale, but in reality, it just makes for a smaller one-tenth scale vehicle. So uh, in real life, like a, a short wheelbase Montero is shorter than a full-size Bronco. Yeah. So the one-twelfth scale chassis fits under a one-tenth scale smaller body so it scales out to one-tenth even though they call the chassis one-twelfth so there was a sale horizon hobby had a sale on a they call the barrage the devastator or something like that Um, yeah i feel doomsday barrage doomsday so it was their barrage chassis which is a scale style rc chassis with like two frame rails and then you know, the four shocks and the thing articulates over the rocks and you're crawling and stuff. But it had a terrible, 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 like, made-up hot rod body on it with, like, monster truck tires. But the thing went on sale for less than $100 with free shipping. Hmm. So I said, you know what? I'll pick this thing up because the chassis is the same as the regular Barrage, which is almost $200. I said, and I can get some budget, smaller, non-monster truck wheels... And a budget body to make it look like a street-going vehicle. Because if I was going to spend 
between 150 and 200 for the barrage non-doomsday one, I didn't like the tires and wheels it came with, and I didn't like the body anyway. So I was going to change them, so I may as well buy the cheaper truck and change things over afterwards. So I'm trying to see if I can make a truck that performs almost as well as his Traxxas for significantly less money. So getting back into this RC thing, it's very different than when we last did it, Andrew. Things have changed a lot. Yeah. Battery technology is totally different, and controller technology is totally different. Oh, weird. So the the cheap one has got weird tires on it. Like monster truck tires. Although you can get a you can get a hundred dollar one with this orange pickup truck body with a half bed. You cannot. That is one twenty fourth scale. Oh. That's much smaller. It's also really cool because it's one twenty fourth scale. But I wanted a full size RC because I wanted to do because Tamaya does a Pajero body. One twelfth is not full size. But did you hear what I said? No. So it, they call it one twelfth scale. Yeah. The chassis and all the components are one-tenth scale components on a shorter chassis, so it fits under a one-tenth scale vehicle with a shorter wheelbase. Oh. So, like, the Tamiya Pajero is a smaller vehicle in real life, correct? Yeah. So a one-tenth Pajero is going to have a shorter wheelbase than a one-tenth Bronco. So this chassis fits under a one-tenth scale shorter wheelbase vehicle. It has the same length wheelbase as the Tamiya Pajero, the Tamiya CRV, the Tamiya Wrangler, those smaller SUVs. So when you do that, it's actually technically one tenth with a shorter wheelbase. They just uh, call it one twelfth because it's smaller, but it's really not smaller. <laughs> interesting. Yes. So it's really one tenth, but it's really neat. Um, I haven't driven it a ton. I set up a little obstacle course around the house. The thing climbs over obstacles at like 45 degrees and... It's got two locked diffs, and it climbs, and it's really controllable, and it's really neat. It's just so much different than what we're used to with RC stuff. Hmm. So I meant to bring it tonight, but I came here straight from work, so I didn't. That's why I don't have my computer as well. Um, but I'll bring it by sometime so you can play with the new RC technology. Um, but stuff's just so smaller and so much cheaper and so much easier to deal with now. Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, like we used to have... Um, Speed controllers were like $100. Now speed controllers are like $10. The speed controller is what tells the motor how fast to spin, obviously. So, hmm. anyway. Interesting. Yeah, it's fun. So I'll be in this this truck all said and done for less than $150. Huh. And it should perform decently, almost as well as his $600 truck, if not as well as his $600 truck. And it'll be something that I put together as... My own style instead of having the off-the-shelf Bronco body like his says. Not that it makes it any better or any worse. It's just I didn't have $600 to spend on a new truck. So, And by new truck, I mean toy truck. Like, I spend $600. Usually I get a full-size vehicle. Oh, definitely. <laughs> not, not an RC truck. <laughs> I know. I look at these and I'm like, nope, I should spend that money on uh, fixing cars. If it wasn't that it was less than $100 shipped to my door and it comes ready to run as is, I might not have done it. But for a hundred dollars, you know. I'll, I'll oh, so it's a one point nine class. That's, that's the, the tire wheel, size. That's the wheel size. One point nine inch diameter. Yeah. So, but they do one tenths that are one point nines, one tenths that are one point five fives, and one tenths that are two point twos and one point sevens. So that's the the diameter of the wheel. So, 
You're getting sucked into the internet here, I can tell, but you'll have to look at all yeah, that later. At it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm listening. I know, I know. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I had fun with the, the CCO1 chassis car. Right. So this this is the same size as the Tamiya CCO1, which Tamiya calls it a one-tenth. Yeah. But because it's the same design as the bigger truck, but smaller, they call it a one-twelfth. And you get your solid axle in the front. It is solid axle all around, yes. Unlike the true-to-scale CCO1 with the independent front. Whatever. Mine's a, a scale solid axle swap Pajero. Okay. All right. <laughs> I don't have the Pajero body yet anyway. I bought because it's it's not in production right now. No, it's super expensive. Like crazy expensive. Um, so I'm waiting for a used one to come up. I missed on one because I actually last week during our podcast was when the auction ended and I forgot to check it. And I missed out on it by like $2 and it sold for $30. Oh, that's pretty cheap. Cause yeah, some, I was super mad. Some are kind of uh, beat up and they're not in good shape and they're super expensive. Yeah, this was, wasn't perfect. It just needed a repaint and it was 30 bucks and it came with tires and wheels too, so... I was pissed because we were podcasting and I forgot the auction was ending. Cause oh, it's so terrible! Silent. Yes, that you're we're providing this cool uh, content that we do every week, yes. and you didn't get to bid on your toy car. I did not. <laughs> it was a horrible, horrifying experience. Oh. Didn't sleep at night. I did wind up picking up a third gen um, Montero Pajero body for it. Third. Oh yeah, yeah, the two door one, the two door yep. my one. Yeah, but not the street car version. It was a Already painted and assembled, so it was cheap. It was like, I think I paid $12 for it. It's the red, black, and yellow PlayStation-sponsored one. Yeah, because that four-door version one that the guy makes that's like custom is like... That's a second gen. Yeah. It's $200. Crazy. It's really not that expensive when you consider the fact that dude hand makes them. Yeah. So, I mean, you got to give the guy credit for keeping the price that low on something he makes himself. Yeah, I mean, I'm just at the point where I want to finish some project cars, so like that amount oh, of money goes like real no, far. I, I 100% agree. Where but I'm finishing stuff. So, long story short, I haven't been in the greatest of moods lately, and this keeps like my you know at home depression to a dull roar when I have something to keep myself occupied in the house. I feel like so, I got a, a ton of model kits to build. Yeah, but I needed I needed a change of pace, and this is it. These go together a lot quicker. Yeah, and it's a it's a good change of pace. And they're way was, more satisfying. Yeah, it's a good change of pace. Because they actually do something. And my plan with it is to bring it on, like, camping trips and stuff and just, you know, have oh. fun with it. So, <laughs> Well, if you can't bring your real truck camping to go off-roading, Whatever. you can bring a miniature one as you, you ride along. You can't drive your real truck after you're sitting by the fire drinking beers, so might as well drive the toy truck around. All right, all right, fair enough. But anyway, I, I it's really fun. I'm getting really into it. I'm trying not to spend my entire life savings on it because you easily can. I'm just, it's a very budget minded build. Um, I'll put pictures and stuff up as they go along. I don't have much to show yet, so it'll be cool. It'll be fun. It's different. And you can play with my truck and not have to spend the money because you can choose mine. Yeah. I mean, that's really it for like when you first get one, you're like, all right, this is cool. And then, like, 15 minutes later, I'm like, eh. Yeah, I'm going to do with this now. Yeah. yeah. I have more fun building them than playing with them, but. Yeah, I literally just want to put them together. Yeah. Like, I, I just want to build the RC kit. Mm-hmm. I don't really care about using it that much. Right. Unless it's a competition. Maybe. They do rock crawling competitions. Okay. So, I don't know. If Which I, one, I've but... heard that it's kind of like, uh, it's kind of like you go, like, hiking or, like, you go for, like, a walk in the woods with these things. Right. And you just kind of like drive them along the path. 
Uh, so it's kind of like exercise for some people. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. It's it's a distraction, and I'm enjoying it. So but I don't, that's all that matters to me. At the end of the day, I'll have something that's probably worth a couple hundred dollars, and I could probably sell it. Weren't there local ones? There were local. Yeah, like, there's some local RC art, uh, rock crawling clubs and weird events and contests. Weird. Whatever. Something for everybody. We go to model car shows. These are model car shows where the models move. You know. It's all right. All whatever. Right. Yeah. All right. It's I'll, it's it's another aspect of the hobby that I'm enjoying right now, and uh, no regrets, no apologies. I I like it. Yeah. Actually, I haven't uh, speaking of non real car things. I haven't touched uh, Forza in a while. No, that's true. Uh, Actually, I did also pick up two new diecasts. Oh yeah, what do you got? Uh, the Tarmac Works, the 164 scale, super nice ones that we've talked about a few times. Yeah, which one is this then, though? Uh, they just came out with the Lancer Evolution Five. Uh, rally car. Okay. So I have one is the rally art typical paint scheme, mm-hmm. which I think is from, I have to go look and see what rally it's from. It might be Monte Carlo. All right. And I have one that is the Advan, Yokohama Advan Ooh. paint scheme, the black and red, Ooh. Um, which I think is from some Australian rally. Cool. So, yeah, those are neat. Bought those from that surplus goodies seller on eBay. All right. So without uh, boring people too much on scale stuff if you're not into scale stuff hey some people like it so um it's not just us yeah we're at about the right time to call this podcast yeah actually i posted a video today on our facebook page which shows the making of those tarmac works cars yeah they're they're actually handmade they're actually making the because they're not die cast right they're resin no they're die cast those are die cast yeah they're die cast that little thing is die cast it is die cast yes wow if you watch the video you'll see when they have all the bodies being hand polished i didn't watch them yeah. Well, anyway, it's a really neat video, and it shows how the cars are basically 100% handmade, um, including the decals, which I thought were all tampered. Well, child done. labor. So. They're 100% not child labor. You can <laughs> see in the video. Um, they're really neat anyway, and take a lot of pride in their work, and it shows in the finished product. And it's cool to see, and it makes it a little less painful paying $20 for a Hot Wheels-sized car. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. Cool. Well, as always, you can find us at... Uh, Auto Off Topic Podcast on Facebook, Auto Off Topic on Instagram. You can follow me on um, Instagram, Instagram yeah. Race and Anger. Brad, where can they find you? You can find me on my Instagram at TSISS350. All right. Keep cars analog and aim for the roses.